0: Listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate.
1: Hey, welcome back everyone. Chris Lopez here, and today we are talking about the December 2020 MLS market stats for Colorado Springs. And Jenny Bayless is here to walk us through it. Good morning, Jenny. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. How about yourself, Chris?
1: Oh, I'm doing really good. I'm curious to see if the Springs market is any different than the Denver market, but I have a feeling it's probably not, is what my <laughs> crystal ball is is telling me to guess.
0: Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to say that you're probably right on that one. <laughs> so what are you seeing down there? It's more of the same. I'm beginning to sound like a broken record, but it just somehow keeps getting tighter and tighter every time we, we speak about it. And it's kind of unbelievable to me, but we can kind of dive into the numbers a little bit um, for more uh, for more data on that. Um, same thing as last month, the showing trends are higher than they've been over the last several years, um, over 12 showings per property. And I think that is just really indicative of the fact that there are hardly any properties for sale. So everyone is seeing the same properties over and over and over again. <laughs> um, so, yeah.
1: And give, give us context here. So when we're seeing 12 people through every property, what was it like mm-hmm. in you know, the, the non-COVID years, pre-COVID?
0: Yeah, so even just last year, December, there was an average of eight showings per property. Um, and that it was kind of similar for, for 2017 and 2018 as well. So the fact that it's bumped up, um, you know, four showings additional per property uh, extrapolated over the population of properties for sale, that's just, um, yeah, that's a lot of showings. And um, just to kind of give you an anecdote of of a conversation that I had with one of my clients that were listing uh, their properties, we were getting a little nervous about um just kind of the timing of everything how we were going to end up listing her home in December a few weeks before Christmas I said you know I don't know um I think we'll be okay let's just kind of we'll, let's just list it and see what happens <laughs> and the the showings were unbelievable the amount of um offers that we received were unbelievable well how I many received.
1: like how many showings how many offers did you get like roughly so,
0: so, um, we only took offers for one day and only did showings for one day. And, uh, I think there was 15 showings or something on that, on that one day. And we received four offers, all of which were significantly above list price.
1: Mm. Can you give the ballpark? Like what was the range of this house? Like, what is it? Cause this, this is the client who, um, they are, they are nomading, but then mm-hmm. selling this to just take some equity off the table. Right.
0: Yes. And we did a fix and list strategy for this property. So we were able to um really do it up really well. It looked beautiful. Um very excited with how that turned out. And so they listed it for um 350. We haven't closed yet, so I'm a little reluctant to, yeah, <laughs> to give out the numbers, but it it was significantly above what they listed it for.
1: Wow. Okay, yeah. and so what day of the what day of the week did you go live?
0: Um, I believe we went live on a Friday and they were still doing some last minute fixes in the home. Um, So they asked that showings don't begin until Saturday. So um, as soon as Saturday opened, um, my showing time app was going haywire (laughs) with with people squeezing in um, because with COVID and everything, you can't have. Um, overlapping showing. Yep. So um, it was just consistent um, 15 to 30 minute intervals of, of people booking up appointments.
1: And the reason you guys, I mean, you know, a lot of times you, you let it ride throughout the weekend, but mm-hmm. you guys, I mean, it was, it was Saturday and that was, you ever saw it Saturday, put offers in and then you guys made a decision a couple days after that.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. S- Sunday, because um, yeah, it was just the, the sellers saw that all of the offers that we had, they Pretty similar to one another. And, you know, I told them, I said, we're probably going to get just more similar offers to what we, what we currently have. We can keep collecting them and you guys have more to go through, or we can take what we have um, and go through those. And they just wanted to take what we had and go through those.
1: Makes sense. And last thing I'll say mm-hmm. on here, because you, you alluded to this at the beginning of this uh conversation that you know you're listing it a couple weeks before December, which is usually not the ideal time to list a property. But mm-hmm. since we, you know, we, Denver in the springs has just like virtually no inventory, it's actually <laughs> appearing to be like a really good time because it's exactly like what you'd experience. So yeah, you'll get as many people as you can through there on whatever we're allowed to with whatever current COVID regulations and
0: you're gonna <laughs> get offers coming in. Yeah, it, we were all very pleasantly surprised yeah. with uh, with what happened, but it makes sense in hindsight, having looked at this data, that um, that makes perfect sense. It was completely in line with uh, with w- w- what we're seeing here collectively.
1: Now, how is the inventory and all that stuff looking down down there?
0: So, when I mentioned last year for November's roundup, I said, "Wow, I can't believe we have less than 500 units." Well, now I'm going to say that again. Wow, I can't believe we have less than 400 units. Um, we only have 379 single-family active inventory as of December. <laughs> three compared seven nine. Three seven nine compared to 934 of December of last year.
1: And so, I mean, that is what almost two-thirds less, right? A little, a little less mm-hmm. than two-thirds. About okay. sixty
0: percent. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's is that just single-family, or is that also condos and townhomes?
0: That is just single-family condos and townhomes, probably not even worth mentioning. Um, 32 units. Oh, my gosh. So
1: about <laughs>
0: 400
1: properties total at the end of the month. Uh-huh. Now, I know we were talking because we've been, you know, you've been cranking down the springs. How many do you have under contract? 10. Ten. Today. So you are, oh, my gosh, this is, you're actually like a significant part of like that inventory or like, no. So you're, was at two, we did that, we was at two and a half percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, congratulations to you. Um, Thanks. And most of those are on the buy side, right?
0: Yes. Only yeah. one listing. Yes. Yeah, so you mm-hmm. have the
1: one listing we talked about nine on the buy side, uh, but you yeah. are legitimately like two and a half percent <laughs> under contract and <laughs> active, active inventory right now.
0: Yeah, like, like I mentioned previously, lots of begging to listing agents, lots of really talking up our offers and crossing our fingers and <laughs> hoping it lands. But yeah, luckily our buyers are, are very strong and we're able to articulate why someone should go with us as, as uh, you know, as the buyers instead of somebody else.
1: Well if you if you got nine buy sides in our contract, you're 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 begging as you put it, or maybe, maybe negotiating. <laughs> um is it's going well so that's awesome, Jenny. Congrats.
0: <laughs> Thanks.
1: Um, okay. So, yeah, so that, low inventory and all the other metrics. I'm looking at the stats now. They all look, I mean, it's all the same stuff that just points yeah. towards a super low inventory.
0: Mm-hmm. It's all the same stuff that we've been saying, just somehow even more constricted, believe it or not. Not sure how that's possible, but um, yeah, that's what we're seeing. So, total sales year to date um, is higher than it's ever been on a December, which again makes sense because. November activity was extremely um, busy. December was extremely busy. People probably wanted to close prior to Christmas. So that that's all congruent with what we're seeing. Um, average days on market, uh, it dropped to 19 compared to 34 last December.
1: That's crazy. Really? Yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> so... Yeah. Who, who would have thought that this December would be so, so busy, but um, yeah, same thing that we've been seeing also is the median sales price um, pretty much in line with what we saw in November, 380,000 again, compared to December of 2019, it was 330,000 was the median. So that's a really substantial jump in my opinion, between one year gap. Um, so, and what I've been telling people is that if you have a property that is valued at or below the median, that is going to be a feeding frenzy, um, whichever way you are, whether you're the owner or the buyer, um, it's, it's going to be very active.
1: Yeah. And I mean, on that note, I mean, you know, this is, you know, if someone's sitting on a bunch of equity, it might be, you know, a rental they've had for five years, 10 years, 15 years. Really good time to consider maybe selling that, 1031 up the money and redeploying it. Or if numbers mm-hmm. make sense, do a cash out refi. Kind of depends on the numbers and the houses. But usually we see in a lot of properties, it makes the most sense to sell. 1031 and trade up even with the transaction cost you get a you know a lot of times that has the greatest return factor for you someone out there has a property in the springs that they've had for a while and they're still on some equity talk to us we can help you run numbers and optimize it and figure out hey do you keep it or do you make a you know make a few monopoly moves with it
0: mm-hmm. so yeah more of the same uh nothing really to to talk about further in terms of the monthly statistics, but um, we did include a fun article in in this month's roundup as well, um, that Colorado Springs zip code 80911 was ranked the number one hottest zip code by Realtor.com. And for those of you that might not be as familiar as to what zip code this aligns with, it's uh, better known as the security wide field um, area of, of Colorado Springs. What about it? I mean, what's
1: the what's the executive summary and why it's the hottest place?
0: Yeah, so there's a lot of incoming growth that a lot of people have um, high expectations for to bring in economic growth to this particular area. Um, myself included, um, I'm buying a property on Friday as is one of my buyer clients in the zip code. Um, so we're pretty excited about that prior to this article coming out. So maybe that kind of boosted up prices since then. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, I think that there's a lot of industry coming to this area, specifically the Colorado Springs airport area. There's um, gonna be a new Amazon center that's coming in. There's new tech jobs that are coming in um, right around the airport region and just kind of based on proximity, I think and proximity and then also, room to grow keep in mind that median price that i had mentioned earlier i think that security wide field is the best poised to be able to um pull their values up um as a result
1: great well i mean we got this article on and all the stats this article is all in the show notes page i mean other than the market being what it has been that last few months just even tighter now what what closing thoughts can end on <laughs> Or is that it? I mean, that's the punchline, right?
0: Yeah. Just be persistent. Be patient. Um, I know that it's frustrating if you want to buy a property here, either as a as a rental or as a um, homeowner. And we're, you know, in that four hundred thousand and less range. It, it can be extremely frustrating um, to be able to buy something. But let's just be patient, and we'll eventually get something.
1: All right. Well, Jenny, thanks so much. This was great.
0: Thank you.